Welcome back to the South Coast Varsity Podcast. Alongside Standard Times sports editor Lori Los, I'm sports digital editor Brennan Curie. Thanks for joining me, Lori. Oh, no problem. So we got a very big game, very cool game to talk about here. We got uh, This is a one-game preview podcast. Yes. Aponiquit Lakers, the top-seeded and undefeated Lakers, are playing in the Division Three South Finals against number three Burke. This is uh, the Lakers' second trip to the section finals in just three years. Three of these guys played in that game uh, two years ago uh, against Bishop Stang. Yep, they uh, lost uh, 58 to 50, I think it was. Yep, yep. Uh, as on the Spartans on their way to a state championship that year. And I think we've actually seen a couple times the South Finals sometimes is almost like a de facto state championship sometimes, it yeah, seems. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Tough so competition the, coming uh, out of yeah, the South. Yeah, a lot of good basketball being played down here. So we're going to take a look at this game and uh, some of our impressions uh, from the Lakers. And I got to see Burke uh, play against Bishop Stang on Tuesday. So, so Laura, I mean, just kind of right off the bat, what are the first thing that stand out about this Lakers team to you? Uh, well, I've seen both of their playoff games and uh, rebounding. Uh, that's kind of been the key when they're rebounding and they're getting out into the uh, open court. I mean, that's when they're at their best. Uh, I know when they're at their uh, first playoff win, um, which was against Dedham, they were actually down in that game in the fourth quarter, and it was because they weren't rebounding. They weren't mm. boxing out. Um, and then once they, they were able to, to um, box out and get those rebounds, you know, um, Adam Seablom, he just – like blew up <laughs> you know, I raced everyone down the court yeah, yeah. you know and he's, a few great of the, transition yeah uh you know and it was like so quick you know I mean he gets out there and it just you know it's a layup and then all of a sudden you know they're going back on you know on defense and he scored 19 of his uh career high 33 points in that fourth quarter um you know and they were down by 12 in the fourth wow, yeah and I was sitting there I think, was following on Twitter yeah. and I was like the Lakers I was I was covering the old Rochester game uh the previous round and saw them get knocked out in the first round I'm like there's no way a Poniquid can get knocked out in the first round too yeah I mean, the first half, it just seemed like Aponiqua was completely out of sync. You know, they weren't shooting the ball well, you know, and and rebounding. They they really weren't rebounding. They had had some foul trouble. And, you know, whatever Jim Cabuccio said to them at halftime, you know, they came out um, in the third quarter, started to, you know, make a little bit of progress. And then that fourth quarter, it it just seemed like there was a sense of urgency. Like, we don't want this to end. We're going to do what you know, what we need to do um, to win this game. And uh, they were down 52-51 with about 28 seconds left. Um, Tim Johnson ended up diving on the ground for a loose ball. They called a quick timeout. They gave upon a quick possession. Um, and then Seablum uh, scored the go-ahead layup to make it 53-52, 20 seconds left. Dedham comes back down. The kid hits a uh, free throw, ties it back, <laughs> ties it back up. You know, it, it was a kind of a back and forth thing. And then, um, you know, Seablom ended up getting an, another layup, and uh, you know, they they ended up pulling it out. You know, but it was just like the last, you know, minute was was unbelievable. Plus, they had they were down forty four thirty two with uh, six forty left in that fourth quarter, and um, you know, really had to to put their rally caps on. But I was sitting there at the game thinking to myself. They were just in this position like a week earlier against Bishop Stang. Mm-hmm. You know, we, you and I were both at that game, and they were Heck down game. <laughs> twice in that game, double mm-hmm. digits. You know, in the first half and in the second half, and both times they were able to to make those runs and come back, and um, and they 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 got it done against um, Dedham. And then, you know, uh, this past game on Monday um, against Norwell. Uh, a little bit they, different story there. They, they, they led from start to yeah, finish. Yeah, I mean, right? they, they came out and they were determined to, to just, you know, put their foot on the pedal and just, just go. Uh, I think it was... And this uh, is the Norwell team that beat that old Rochester yeah, team in the yeah. first round uh, in overtime. And then they beat, uh, uh, I forget who it was, the second round by one point. 
Yep, I yeah. think it was Rockland. Rockland, uh, yep, yeah, Rockland. That's correct, yep. Yeah, and uh, they ended up scoring eight of uh, eight of their seventeen points in the first quarter came on fast breaks. Oh, you know, yeah. so they were getting out there, and uh, I mean, it just seemed like the you know the rebounding was there. Clay Munier was huge in the post. They had nobody, no, no one on normal could really you know contain him. And that's really, I think, the difference between the yes. last couple of years of Pontiac teams and this year's team is having Clay in the middle there. Yeah, like they haven't had that six five. And not just, you know, a skinny, like he's a, a you know, yeah, a good a size, body. strong, yeah. takes up space, six foot five, but he's also skilled, you know, he's, he's, he's not slow, he's got quick enough feet, and he's, he's fi- coordinated. He's, he seems like he can maneuver under the basket well enough to mm-hmm. get in position, to get a rebound, or to kind of put himself in position where if, you know, um, Adam Seablum, if he's driving and he's going to dish off, you know, he's kind of in that right spot to, to receive the pass. Um, but what even impressed me, um, you know, besides Clay's rebounding, was uh, was Andy Johnson. He ended up having te- ten rebounds. Yeah, we call him a guard. But, yeah, you know, he's really almost more of a forward. You know, he's like six yeah. two probably, and you know, yeah, he can he can rebound really well. You know, and he it seemed like he was getting a lot of the the, the rebounds and you know and getting the ball out. Um, you know, to Seablom and to everybody else, kind of in the tra- passes. yeah into the transition. Um, but Andy Johnson, like you know, first game first game the hero was uh, Adam Seablom, and then you know scoring wise, and then this past game it was Andy Johnson. He had uh, a game high twenty eight points, and uh, you know he was. Lighting it up from three-point range, he ended up having, uh, I think it was five three-pointers. Yeah, five three-pointers in that game and just, you know. Uh, and that's such a nice luxury to be able yeah. to, you know, if one kid's not having the best day, you have another kid who can yeah, step up. Yeah, but C-Bomb still relying, had 18 points. Which is know? what Bishop Stang has kind of run into a few times in that yeah. Aponquit game. And then against Burke as well, when Dame Perry, you know, when the team is able to slow down Dame Perry a little bit, you know, they obviously have a lot of really good other athletes, but they don't have that second, like, kind of guaranteed scorer. Yes. Yeah, and uh, that I mean, second twenty point per game type guy. And Aponiquit, you know, after the game, talking to Jim Cabuccio, I pointed out, you know, like this was a complete win. You know, it wasn't like they, you know, just put up a ton of points and the defense didn't play well. You know, I mean, they they shot fifty six percent from the field. They out rebounded the Clippers thirty five to twenty, and then they held Norwell under fifty points. Mm. When you hold another, you know, uh, you know another Norwell's not that great offensively, but they had some shooters. Yes, and they kept the Phantom Kid down. They only had two threes, I think, or something. Yeah, yeah, he didn't. He was a sophomore, much. and uh, I saw him hit six against Stang last year in the playoffs, and he had it was either four or five against yeah, he Rochester. Yeah, he had two, and he finished with twelve points. Yeah, uh, so keeping him. Uh, quiet that's impressive yeah so uh i mean they they just it seemed like they they did everything not to say like perfectly but i mean they look good out there yeah you know? they're, they're they play great they're, team ball yes. you know, they pass the ball really well they run through their offense well they flow well yeah they're unselfish i mean you know one of the things i'm always so impressed with them is the little pocket passes inside when a mm-hmm. kid you know breaks someone down at the dribble and is getting to the rim they're not always trying to get the layup themselves. They're willing to dish it off. You know, when the defense suddenly all of a sudden uh, gets on them, they'll dish it off to the open guy when they get double teamed when they get close to the rim. And I know uh, Wyatt Pinto, the last couple of games, uh, has really stepped up, you know, especially when Clay has gone to the bench and they, they need him to come in and, you know, with his rebounding and also with the scoring, he had eight points um, against Norwell. And uh, I know he contributed a lot, you know, a lot of minutes um, in that Dedham game, especially in the second half. He's uh, a good pick and roll player. You yeah. Know, he, can, he can dive to the hoop or he can pick and pop. Yep. You know, if you need to. Uh, he sets good screens. Yeah. Yeah. And Shaheem Zahir, uh, I know he kind of doesn't get mentioned a lot, uh, but his defense, you know, I mean, he's. He's usually guarding the opposing team's he best player. He might be player. the most important player yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, and and the key for him is foul trouble too. You yeah. know, because uh, and for Munier, yeah, as well. both both of those guys. Um, you know, they they don't want those two guys on the bench because you know that that's a big focal focal point right there for the yes. for the Lakers. So, 
um yeah no i mean they they you know after after the dedham game i was kind of like i don't know <laughs> you know about the way <laughs> they, they restored came your out. faith against yeah Noah. and uh and really you know made a statement statement early um you know and they're hungry i mean burke they got is, the team they want this is they beat burke beat them last year in yep. the first round Ponquit. Yeah. Great season, were uh, co-champs of the SEC. They were coming off the South Sectional final appearance. Yep. You know, they had a quality squad. I don't think any of us were. They were a four seed. Yep. They were going up against 13 Burke. Uh, I don't think any of us were expecting a Burke win. No. And then uh, all of a sudden we're getting the score reports. And uh, 50, they were 58-57. 58-57. The was up by four with a minute to go and just couldn't close it out. They are also up by, I think, it was 11 in the first quarter. Uh and that was one of the things that the Aponiquit players, so I went up to Aponiquit practice uh, today, Thursday, and a lot of players were talking about like kind of how persistent Burke was and how they just never went away. Mm-hmm. You know, you could take a lead on them, but they didn't change how they were playing. Yep. Uh, they didn't get discouraged, and they just kind of kept coming at you mm-hmm. over and over again. And uh, this team, the Burke team's a little bit different, but it's got four out of the their top six players are, are coming back from last year, yep. uh, which is basically, you know, Aponiquit's bringing back. I mean, Munier and uh, Tim Johnson uh, didn't play last year. Yep. Uh, but, the, you know, uh, obviously Seablum and Johnson and Pinto and uh, Shaheem uh, Zahir, were, uh, he, he played a little bit less than those guys, but they all play in the game against Burke. Yeah. Um, so, you know, these are guys who are, who are familiar with each other, but Burke's interesting. So I saw him against Bishop Stang. Obviously, they got the win there, 67-64. Stang was in the lead for a lot of the game. Uh, just went cold from deep late. But Burke's got a few couple things going for him, and the first thing is LeVar Williams. That's uh, kind of any preview of Burke, I think, starts with him. Uh, one of the best shooters I've seen all season. Uh, just a lightning-quick release. Mm. Um, if he sees an inch of daylight, he can get the shot up right away. Wow. And uh, just he first half, he wasn't really hitting him. He was kind of clanging a couple off the back rim. Uh, but then in the second half, you could kind of feel it was almost like an NBA jam moment. Like he's, he's heating up and <laughs> then he's on fire. Yep. And uh, he scored 11 straight points uh, nice. in wow. the fourth quarter. Uh, to turn like a four point deficit into uh, would it be a seven seven point lead then? Yeah. Um, three threes and then a two that I actually thought was a three when it was taken, and I guess he must have had a foot inside the line because it was a two. So it was basically four three pointers wow. in a row. No one else scoring. Either team in between, almost a personal twelve zero run. It was eleven zero run. So uh, he's certainly a guy. So that's uh, I'm guessing we might see. I mean, we'll, I think we'll see a couple different defenses from the Lakers. Yes, they'll switch. But up. I wouldn't be surprised if they either try to do some type of box in one, or when they're doing man, that Zaheer is matched up. Yes. on uh, Williams and just kind is of trying to Williams pester him. What's his size? He's yeah. not too big. No, I'd, I'd say he's uh, maybe six one or so. Okay. No, he's not that big. He's, he's like a shooting guard. You know, he's yeah. shooting guard in size and ability. Um, didn't, didn't seem to do a whole lot of like getting the ball to the rim. He seemed like he was really kind of a shooter, not necessarily uh, a spot shooter though. He was kind of, we could pull up too. Okay. Um, so then beyond him, they did have a, a lightning quick point guard. Uh, his name's uh, Devonte Jamison and he was pretty quiet in the first half, but he scored, uh, it was like 10 points and like a 12 point stretch mm-hmm. in the third quarter, uh, hit a couple of threes. And uh, it sounded like from talking to like some of the other media that was there that, uh, that was a pretty good game for him, yep. you know. So if if he catches fire, that's kind of like an element that's like an additional element for them yeah, that they're not counting on exactly. Um, but then they did have a big guy, McCarthy, and I apologize, I may uh, <laughs> I may butcher this last name, Akinkuye, might be something like that. McCarthy, I, I think Akinkuye. that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, so he had sixteen and eight, and when I was talking to their coach uh, Sean Ryan today, he was like, "Oh yeah, he didn't have a very good game." 
Okay. So uh, so he he did not play against the Pontiac last year. They had a different big man last year who scored a dozen against them. Yeah. Uh, so so this is a guy they have not faced before, uh, and he was good. He had, he had some skill around the rim, uh, but they also played a lot of uh, high post. Okay. With him, uh, where pick he also uh, yeah pick and roll, and then a little bit of kind of him surveying from the high post, and mm-hmm. you know hitting cutters on the baseline and stuff. So, so he's dangerous. And then uh, they do have a couple. I don't know if they're their brothers or cousins, but they're Jonah and Joshua Saint Germain, who were back from last year, who were uh, kind of athletes. They were pretty quiet against Stang. Uh, most of the points came uh, from Williams, who had 22 against Stang, uh, Akinkuye, who had uh, 16, and Jamison had 13. So, those were the three main scores. <coughs> But I do think there's a little bit of like some of these other guys might be more dangerous <clears throat> than it looked yeah. against the Spartans uh, just because they didn't need them at that point. Uh, these guys were uh, the guys who had the hot hands. So, so that'd be, I guess, my, my little scouting report on Burke. Uh, they did also have a, a fairly burly power forward um, uh, who I'm, I'm blanking on his name here right now. But uh, he was the one who hit the couple free throws late in the game. And uh, oh, sorry, Brian Dezer. Okay. To see her, um, who that was another guy that. Uh, so the two co- guys that Coach uh, Ryan mentioned to me, kind of didn't have great games in that one, and, and could be better is the McCarthy Akinkuye and the Brian to see her. Kind of the two big guys. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if I, you know a little bit of that was with Sam Gold and Malik Morris, kind of keeping them off their games a little bit, or you know they were just found that their three pointers were were hitting, so they didn't need to go yeah. into mm-hmm. the post as much. Uh, but maybe a was, combination of the two. Yeah, it was it was a very even game with Stang. I think Stang went over fifteen on threes in the second half, and if they'd hit three or four of those, they probably could have won that yeah. game. Um, but on the flip side, uh, Coach Ryan of Burke all said he, he thought his team played an average game. Yeah. He didn't think they played one of their better games, so I said it was a pretty average game for them. Um, he also I asked him about kind of having that playoff experience. Three of these Aponiquit players played in the section finals before that packed game at New Bedford High against oh, yeah. Stang. They were there. <laughs> yeah, they, you know, line out the door. People were getting turned away. Um, so you know they've they've played under these big. Like, they played the Bishop Stang game at the end of the mm-hmm. regular season and the Mitch Kaliga tournament. You know they've played in front of some big crowds. And uh, the Burke coach was like, "No, nah, we we play in the Boston City League. You know they have some some really big non conference opponents." And so he was like, "Our kids have played in a lot of big games." And he didn't seem too worried about their lack of really big game experience because even last year when they beat Aponiquit in the first round, they then lost in the next round to Wareham. Yeah, so they didn't go. Too so they deep. didn't go too far. Yeah. No. So, yeah, it'd be uh, interesting. And actually, their coach was uh, at, after the game was uh, saying that he didn't think they'd ever won a, a Burke has ever won a sectional title. Hmm. So I wasn't sure and, about and it. And Aponiquit hasn't either. I wasn't sure about that, yeah. No, I'm pretty not, sure because yeah. when they went uh, against uh, Bishop Stang, I think that was their first, first trip ever. So this would be their yeah. second trip to the section finals. Yeah, so. Yeah, so. Yeah, it should be. I mean, I, I think it's going to, it's an even game. I mean, it's. Uh, in my mind, it's going to come down to who's shooting better, like who kind of yep. hits their shots better. You know, if, someone, if one team shoots 50% and the other team shoots 40%, that's going to be the team that wins. All right. Well, I'm uh, going with the Lakers. Uh, I'm going to go 68-64. 68-64. All right. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go Aponiquit as well. Oh, Brandon's couple going homers here. I do. I, I think uh, the team game will come through for them. You know, and I, I think w- when it gets down to it, I think uh, Burke may end up trying to get the ball to one guy too much as opposed to the Lakers will be able to spread it out. I also think it'll be a pretty pretty close game. Uh, I'll go 64-61. Okay. All right. Lakers. All right. I guess we're both looking forward to a, a trip to TD Garden on uh, Tuesday with well, Tuesday, some, some munchkins. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> and I don't even know if we gave all the information. So this game is Friday. <laughs> yes. It's at 5.30 p.m. at Taunton High School. Uh, tickets are $7 for students and $10 for adults uh, at the door. And uh, yeah, five thirty at Taunton High. Uh, plenty of seating there, so yeah. 
it's a good sized gym and then uh, pl- plenty of room too if you want to stand around the sides and and stuff like that so m- the opposite of a Poniquid's gym yeah it's, it's big basically. there you have lots of space um and, uh, yeah like laurie was saying the winner uh, goes on to play the north champion um which uh, actually the semifinals aren't even done no as we no, speak right the here yeah, yeah they're still playing the semifinals there so the finals for that game will be on for the north will be on saturday and then the uh, basically what they used to call the Eastern Mass Championship, right? Yeah, that'll be the, Tuesday. Will be Tuesday at the Garden at the four o'clock. Yep. And uh, was it, if they if they win, that would be what three out of four years. We've had a team at the Garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've we've had a nice little streak here. Yeah, uh, teams having well, Rochester and then staying and uh, and all Division three. Yes. Know? Yeah. yeah. So uh, and we'll we'll be on Twitter uh, tomorrow. We'll, we'll Absolutely, SC Varsity, uh, and then we'll be doing some Facebook updates, I'm sure too. Yep, and, and uh, a little bit of Instagram. Yeah, so we'll be uh, giving you all the live highlights. We try to send out a lot of video highlights and stuff too throughout the game. And uh, you know, and then we'll have the newspaper the next day. Yeah, a print edition print of the paper edition. on your doorstep uh, Saturday morning with all the results. I'm sure we'll have a couple of good stories in there from that one. And uh, online we'll have some video, all some highlight videos. And uh, as many interviews as we can get done after the game. So, yeah. yeah. All Anything right. else well, to add? No, that's it. Go All Lakers. Right. Yeah, here we go. South sectional finals, Friday, 530.